You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Hi, everybody. Grand Rising and good morning to you. Welcome to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, And I got to welcome you guys to this amazing day. It's a terrific Tuesday, and it's also the first day of summer. So shout out to all of you that are getting out there in those streets and kind of soak up some of that, uh, you know, natural vitamin D. It looks like the sun is going to be poking out. I know that I had to dress for the summer. I'm really excited because, you know, we had kind of a bit of a really wet spring. So we'll see what summer will bring. We hope we get more days of sun. Of course, I want to welcome you all and I want to thank you all for tagging and sharing the stream. Of course, right now is a great opportunity for you to do so. Tag and share the stream with folks you feel who could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. Also, if you guys cannot watch The Day with Trey, you guys can listen to The Day with Trey anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. You guys can check us out on Google, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, literally anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Looks like there's over 200 platforms and we're on all of them. Just search Converge Media Network. Um, of course, you know, you guys heard it yesterday. We did a bit of a Juneteenth recap, but today we have another little piece in store for you guys. So I'll be sharing that right at the top of the show. Also, I'm so grateful that I get to sit down with Jude Ahmad and Naira Petty. They're going to be telling us about Seattle City Council's new districts, you guys. This is the first time that this has ever happened in Seattle's history. And we got two young folks giving us the details about all this because they've been involved from the very beginning. And of course, this is an opportunity for all of you to learn something new and find ways to get engaged. This process is going to really actually uh, affect many Seattleites, like all Seattleites, because they are creating new legislative districts, you guys. So you want to be engaged in this. You want to make sure you guys know what's going on and how you guys can ensure that you are in the know about how your district may be changing. But before I get into it with Jude, of course, me and my guy, Truth with Proof, Proof in the Play, we were out there at Jimi Hendrix Park. And as I told you, Converge was in the building. We got another clip here that gives you guys a little bit more about how we were spreading that Juneteenth joy on Sunday. Hey, welcome everybody. We are here at Juneteenth, the commemoration. All right, it is looking like it's a full celebration over there. We got speakers and performers and a bunch of vendors right here at Jimi Hendrix Park. Proof, it's been amazing. Oh man, it's been lit, is what the youngsters would say. I mean, I had a ball out here uh, drinking a lot of sea moss lemonade. Okay, I had some some uh, uh, what was it? A, a, a fried burrito. Okay. Okay. It was it was a lot of things going on and marinating in here. I really want to tell everybody, uh, it's better in numbers. We need to really celebrate together. We don't need to always be apart. We can figure a whole lot of things if we just together and smile together, maybe learn how to do the Cupid Shuffle just together. Uh, <laughs> as long as we together, we can figure out a whole lot of things. That's how special we are as us being melanated people. Yeah. So. Great time. The thing is, 
is that this is still a fight for reparations. And I'm so glad that Converge Media is in the building. Of course, you got my guy, Truth for Proof. You got me, the day with Trey. And we're here representing because we understand how important this event is, not just to our community, but to our people right here in Washington State. We got to have these kind of events to push the message. You know, we're still out here pushing people for reparations and we're making sure that message is alive and well on the stage today, brother. Oh, yes, we are. We're having a good time, but we're fighting as we're having a good time. It's always good to have a good time and, and see somebody that's going to fight with you and have a sh shoulder lean to know we're moving in the right direction. I think more people right now need to understand we just need to move all to collectively in the right direction. And we need to pay the fee. They need to pay the fee. Remember that, okay? We need to pay the fee. We don't need these rinky-dink here and there uh, crumbles. We need a whole loaf of bread, please. And thank you. It's an honor to be here. It's an honor because our elder, D. Charlene, our great D. Charlene has been doing Gene Team for decades for my children and for me. So just to be here and celebrate that, I just feel really good to be in community. It's just so special to see this many black people, this many smiling faces all in one space, especially in Seattle. I feel like we're underrepresented. And even in statistics, we're underrepresented, but we make the most impact. We really do. And events like this kind of show exactly what we look like when we gather in numbers. Just like all ties full circle. We're a part of black history. We're a part of black futures. And that's what today's about. Yes, coming together, you know, celebrating our resilience, you know, just being beautiful and being brilliant with the talent and the creativity on stage. But also we have to stay focused on the message that, you know, we have a lot of freedom and justice and equity that we still have to achieve, right? And so, you know, part of the celebration is the fact that we can continue what our ancestors put in motion. They kept taking steps, even under the most, you know, uh, adverse conditions. Juneteenth, 2022, we are still pushing for reparations. The message is clear. However, I gotta say, this park is lit today, y'all. So you guys who are here, you guys have gotten a great treat. And for all of y'all who ain't here, we're gonna make sure we capture it enough as much as we can so that y'all can see how we get down so you can join us next year. Thanks for watching. It was definitely lit and amazing uh, family time, family day. Again, you know, we really love coming together to commemorate Juneteenth. And so, so glad that Converge was right there, of course, on the streets, hitting the ground and keeping that message alive. And right now, you guys, I get to sit down with Jude Ahmed. We're going to be talking about these new districts happening in Seattle. First time in Seattle's history. And Jude is going to give us a bit of history about redistricting. <laughs> I said it right. There we go. Hi, Jude. Hey, Trey. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, thanks so much for joining me. Now, this is a really serious topic that I think not enough of our people are engaged with. Tell us a little bit about how we got here. Where are some of the history on this, Jude? Absolutely. Um, so I want to start with talking a little bit about redistricting and what redistricting is. Um, so it is essentially the process of redrawing our district lines that determine where we're going to vote. Um, so in Seattle specifically, we have seven city council districts. Each of those districts is going to be represented by a city council member. Um, so depending on 
where your address is. You're going to be in maybe district two, district one, district three. Um, and you're going to be every time the city council positions are up for election, you're going to be voting for who is going to represent that region specifically. Um, so it's really important that we pay attention to where those lines are going to be drawn because historically they were drawn without our input as community members. Um, and I think, you know, not just at the city council level, but in every form of redistricting, when it is on a state level um, and we're redrawing our legislative districts or our congressional districts, there's going to be the interests of politicians. There's going to be the interests of certain members of the community that are going to be elevated over the interests of everyday people in the drawing of these districts. So they're going to have a really big impact on how we as a community are able to have our voices heard and represented. And they're going to have a serious impact on who is able to represent us um, on that city council level. So we really want to make sure that the community is aware, not just that this is happening, but also a little bit about how the history of these districts were established. Because as you said, um, this is the first time that we're going to be redrawing these districts. Um, so where did those districts even come from in the first place, right? Like, what is our starting point and what can we envision ourselves working towards? That's kind of a big question that we're grappling with. Well, you know, this is interesting to me because honestly, I think many of us never even thought about this at all. We never thought about that, that we would be able to have a say in this. I think we got used to where the districts were and mm -hmm. we just ran with it. So now they are redrawing these lines and there's a, a clear, you know, like you just described here, a history of them doing this outside of our purview. You know, tell the folks why it's important for them to understand how these lines get drawn actually are going to impact them and how they vote. Absolutely. So the first time that our current city council districts were actually drawn was back in 2013. So that was a decade ago. That wasn't a very long time ago. So when you say we're used to the districts being as they are, like you're totally correct. I think when I started learning about the redistricting process, I was like, wait, these districts are new. Who drew them? Who came up with those ideas? Um, so to go in a little bit about the history, the reason that we have seven city council districts itself, that was a political compromise. Um, so districts were established as a part of a charter amendment. So there was a, a group of Seattle activists who thought, hey, we want our city council members to be directly accountable to the communities um, and not just citywide because then you get city council members who are focused on certain areas of the city that might be more influential, might be more wealthier. So the intention of districts really makes sense. It, it was to break down uh, representation to get, make people a little bit closer to a council member that's going to specifically represent them. Um, but then we also have two at-large city council members as well. And they kind of serve that role of representing the whole city. Um, but again, like I said, it was a compromise to have seven city council districts and two at-large at city council members. Um, that was a conscious choice that was made in order to make the charter amendment, uh, I would say, palatable um, to make it, to allow it to pass without opposition from, let's say, maybe some business interests or other just elites in the city that have 
for a long time held a lot of power over the city council. Um, and so they didn't just want to let all that go by bringing that representation down to the people. Um, that number of seven city council districts was a conscious choice. So we wonder why was that choice made? Um, it was the districts themselves were drawn again without any community input. Um, I believe some organizations were, you know, uh, paying attention to how the districts were going to be drawn and to those boundaries and voice some opposition. They were like, hey, the way these districts were drawn, um, well, first of all, you have districts two and three kind of splitting up the south end of Seattle um, with the historically much more diverse central district area. Um, and, you know, that's something that when we look at that pattern and then the pattern of displacement that we see in Seattle proper, those things aren't just a coincidence. Um, so the way that districts are drawn matter, um, especially when we see those lines dividing up certain communities of color um, and especially, you know, creating divisions in whether people are able to come together and advocate for one city council member to push their interests, right? Um, so that's why we really want to be mindful of folks. We want folks to know that these districts were drawn without us and they're going to be redrawn without us unless we are involved, unless we are actively pushing to be invested. Because while the redistricting commission is doing public input, forums, some community outreach, we're still not seeing the level of engagement we need to make sure that they are drawing lines that are truly representative of what our community needs and expects and what neighborhoods and communities we feel like should be grouped together or make sense to be grouped together into one city council. Um, so we really want to see folks getting out there, getting involved um, and participating in the redistricting process because it's going to happen with or without us. So we need to make sure it includes us. Yeah, this is so important right here. I mean, you're talking about the difference between like right now, there is, you know, we got council member Shama Sawant, right? And we also got council member Tammy Morales. You're talking about possibly having maybe one council member for those who district. I mean, the way that you are describing this, it can really be impactful to many people. And I think that there's something to be said about the divide and conquer um, approach. We've seen that time and time again. So mm -hmm. I really appreciate you for giving us some of the history. Um, I know Naira is going to be talking about how people can get engaged and get involved. But Jude, this is an important thing. And I'm so glad that you're on it. You're part of the redistricting council. I know you guys are getting it out there, trying to make sure people know about this. I just appreciate you coming on today so you could tell us more about this history. And I can't wait to dive in with Naira so that the people know how to get engaged, how to use their voices. Absolutely. And I'm really glad that we have this platform and this opportunity to talk about this important issue um, because it is going to make a difference. Yeah, it is. Well, Jude, thank you for your work on this and thank you for Absolutely. being so eloquent and bringing us the history. It was great to understand what's really going on. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, Trey.
My goodness, you guys, these issues get really important. And on this first day of summer, it's really, really important that we all understand how we're going to do something about it. As Jude said, how are we going to make sure our voices are heard? I'll be following up with Naira Petty coming up after this short break so you guys can learn how to be engaged in this process of drawing up new city council lines. Stay tuned after this short break. You're watching The Day with Trey. What up, y'all? It's T-Dub. I'm here at Converge Media to let you know about my new venture, The Resole. We are introducing Seattle's first dry cleaner for sneakers, and we want you to be a part of it. Head over to www.theresole206.com this Juneteenth weekend for our official website launch. Absolutely. Make sure y'all tune in tonight for the Truth With Proof. My brother out here doing great things. You have some great folks on the show. And of course, I got a great person on my show right now. Upcoming right now is Nyree Petty. She's going to be telling us about how we get engaged. What's up, Nyree? Hey, Trey. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for letting me know about this issue. We had we knew that Rainer Avenue Radio was doing some things and trying to get the word out so people could be engaged in the forums. Mm -hmm. But now those forums are done. Tell us about some of the things that we can do right now to make sure that people's voices are heard at a large level. Yeah. So the forums have already passed for districts one through five. Um, districts six and seven will be happening next month, actually. So that's something that we're petitioning for is like, hey, you know, there's you guys have all this time between these last two districts. Why don't you host another forum? Um, so we will be posting a petition on our Web page soon for people to sign um, for the commissioners. But they do host weekly commission meetings. Um, at 12 o'clock on Tuesdays. And so Jude and I have been making sure that we're here um, at every meeting to make sure we're advocating for our values and redistricting, making sure we're holding them accountable. Um, but what we've seen, and even at the forums, is that there hasn't been a lot of turnout, especially from the Black community in Seattle. Um, so shout out to Tony for hosting that town hall to make sure that the community is educated. Um, but where we go from there is you know, increasing that engagement with the process before they start drafting these final maps. Um, and so just last month, um, May 20th, we hosted a very small virtual mapping session with Redistricting Justice for Seattle Coalition. Um, they are affiliate of the Redistricting Justice for Washington Coalition. I think Jude touched on how the statewide redistricting, redistricting efforts, sorry, I'm having trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how it was kind of wonky and how we were we were pushing for equitable representation through the statewide redistricting. So we all had to come together and advocate for that. But even with that, there was a lot of there was not a lot of engagement. Um, and so that's what we're focusing on with our first redistricting process here in Seattle. How can we make sure that um, we don't repeat history? You know, and how can we make sure that these communities who are the most impacted by redistricting are also the most engaged in the process. Yeah, this is really, um, I, like I say, this is just an interesting topic, honestly, Naira, because there's a lot that needs to happen in terms of civic engagement. And this is one of those things where it's like, Sometimes people just turn a blind eye and a deaf ear to these things like, oh, man, you know, they're mm -hmm. going to do what they're going to do anyway. Or, man, I ain't got time to be engaged in that. But I think people will actually be a little bit concerned if they see that the outcome isn't in the favor of them and how they want to move when it comes to who they're voting for and who is representing them. So at this point now, you're talking about these meetings every Tuesday. Are folks able to at least get engaged there and make sure that they are hearing from people? 
So there is a little period uh, for public comment in the in the meetings. Um, the, the meetings are virtual, so I think there's another barrier for that. They're also in the middle of a workday. Um, and so what we're trying to do is connect with our neighborhoods to host our own mapping sessions because the commission's asking for people to submit maps to keep submitting public comment. Um, and so that's what we're going to do is we're going to make sure that we connect with different organizations that already are in the community and know how to provide culturally competent outreach and gather that in informed because keyword informed input on the process um, to present it to the commission. Yeah, well, you know, when you say that, the first thing that goes to my mind is, you know, how can they expect for the everyday community member to come up with how they're going to draw these districts on the map? I mean, this is also some form of geo mapping. Like there's some right. real high level technical skills right. that it really takes to do that. How how can people feel like they really are? Maybe they don't feel equipped. How can they know that there's maybe some other way for them to do this or to partner with those who know how to do that work? Right. And I, I think that's a good point, too, because I've had a conversation not too long ago about how there is a huge disparity in who's doing the urban planning and drawing districts using geographic information systems in our communities. It's a very white male dominant, you know, led industry, mm -hmm. um, but it also impacts our communities the most. And so we do have to find loopholes around it. Um, and you know, like the commission's asking for people to just submit maps, but the GIS, you know, that website's not easy. Um, I can barely use it. And I used to take GIS classes. And so I think what we've done um, that was successful, successful for the statewide efforts is that we contracted GIS consultants um, and gave them values and priorities that we have, such as increasing representation for communities of color, uh, making sure that there's uh communities of interest kept together, um, whether it be race, you know, socioeconomic factors um, and more. And after giving them that information and also using community input, such as don't split up this neighborhood because this is historical landmark to us, um, we were able to create a lot of different maps um, and then use rank choice voting and have the community rank which map was the best to present to the commission. Um, and I honestly think that's the best way to go in this form of redistricting. So people are able to now look at these maps, maybe rank them. Maybe you guys can utilize all those tactics here locally for Seattle. But I know that, you know, what they've already come up with um, for, you know, Seattle's uh, central district mm -hmm. is something that people may not understand. Tell us a little bit about what you're seeing there, because looks like the lines that are being drawn may have huge impacts for the central district and South End. Yeah. Um, and that's the hot topic. Of redistricting, especially for the black community. Um, district two, which covers South Seattle is the most gentrifying district. Um, even though all districts are growing in population, we are growing in the most white population in district two. Um, and then district three, which is the central area needs to shrink, um, but it's grown by I think a third in population, but the population of black people have decreased by 20%. Um, and so considering all those factors, it's kind of like a lose lose, you know, um, because we have to expand district two. But the question is, where do we expand into the central district without breaking up certain neighborhoods that we, you know, cherish and grew up in? And so that's why it's like, I don't have the answer for it. A lot of people, I feel like a lot of people say we're redistricting. There's never a right answer, especially mm -hmm. the way that 
our system is set up. You know, proportional representation has been wonky since the three-fifths compromise all the way back to the Constitution, you know? So it's like, um, but I think it starts with increasing awareness and engagement in our communities because that's where the issue starts is that we're not in this process at all. Mm. So, yeah. And, and, and I think that when I think about civic engagement, the most um, effective way to get people to care is to show them how it's going to impact their daily lives, like to, to make it very plain and clear for them. Hey, if the lines are drawn this way, it means X, Y, Z. Hey, if they're drawn this other way, it means you benefit in this way. And it means over here, you're going to lose some of those benefits. I think sometimes it's about really making it very plain and clear to people because you're talking about, you know, uh, mm-hmm. geo information systems right, yeah. and, you know, people are like, wait a minute, what? You know, we lose people because there's so many layers to this. And it's not as if people are not intelligent or smart or can't get it. But the, the idea that sometimes we really have to bring it down to a level where they understand the direct impacts on their lives. And so I hope that through this process, there are ways to make sure that people understand those direct impacts because that's when people go, wait a minute, hold on. Now you're telling me I'm going to vote for the same council member as this group Mm -hmm. that has never voted with me or what does that population look like? Okay, the demographics over there are so different than what I'm used to in my my community, you Mm -hmm. know, right? So I think sometimes it's it's just that simple. And I, you know, this is one of those really touchy subjects because gentrification has affected Seattle so heavily. But Naira, I appreciate this. Make sure the folks know how they can stay engaged and informed on this. You can look right there Mm -hmm. because we want them to walk away with some nuggets that they can use. Yeah, so on our website, urbanleague.org, we have under our advocacy tab, Redistricting 101. We can learn more about the process, how to get involved. You can subscribe for updates. Um, and then also you can learn how to participate in the direct Seattle Redistricting Commission um, in their website. Um, also, we are a part of the Redistricting Justice for Washington Coalition, and they're hosting a virtual mapping session on July 11th. Um, and so we want to make sure there's a really great turnout. Um, because I think I forgot to mention that these final districts will be published in November. Wow. Um, and they will go into effect in January. And we've already passed the forums. And so now we have to make sure that before they start drafting these final maps in August, that we're presenting maps that are made by the community. So July 11th, and we'll update our website to include that. I know Redistricting Justice for Seattle Coalition will start um, pushing out more um, information on social media as well. And I'll share some of that with you, Um, but just make sure you're there. And then also, if you want to host your own mapping session, please reach out to us, reach out to Trey. There's some stuff we can do together to create our own maps and talk about which neighborhoods should be together with our neighborhood, such as, you know, should Rainer Beach be in the same district as Capitol Hill? Mm -hmm. Should it be in the same district as Madrona? Like, those are certain questions we have when it comes to redistricting. Do you think um, I know working with high schoolers, it's funny talking about redistricting because when you start to reveal who their representatives are, they're like, wait, what? <laughs> How do they have anything in common with me? So having those type of conversations as well um, is a good start. 
Well, Naira, I appreciate you. And clearly you are engaged and informed. You are all the way plugged in on this. Thank you. Thank you so much for bringing this to the audience and to me. This is so important. So I really appreciate you having your boots on the ground so that we can make sure the audience is engaged and informed. Thank you, Trey. I appreciate it. Absolutely. You guys, what an amazing discussion with Jude and Naira. I mean, this is really important for us to learn. People may think it's mundane or, oh, it doesn't not matter to me, but trust and believe it will over time. And we want to make sure you guys understand that wholeheartedly. Um, I'm going to be closing up the show after this short break. You guys just stay tuned. We're going to do a quick recap and I'll let you know what we got up tomorrow. Right after this, uh, you're watching The Day with Trey. Hey there, it's Trey Holiday. And of course, Besa and I had to take a trip back to Market Street Shoes to grab some items. They always know what to show us. And let me tell you, we both spent quality time to be sure we collected some amazing additions to our wardrobes. They have some of the most unique bags, shoes, and accessories. I mean, the whole shebang. It's always a good time when I get to shop with my girl, Baker. Make sure you go check out Market Street Shoes, y'all, and you too can walk out with some dope gear. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. Thanks again for watching. I want to thank my guests today as well. I want to thank uh, Jude Ahmed and Naira Petty. What a, a phenomenal topic. And I just encourage you guys to make sure you guys click on that website. Go to urbanleague.org. Make sure you guys stay engaged and informed. Also, search redistricting in Seattle. You guys will find the other website where you guys can connect and make sure that you guys are part of these mapping sessions. And as Naira said, if you're looking to host a, a mapping session, in your community and getting people who do care about this or educating people around you, your neighbors, make sure that you guys do this work because it takes all of us to be engaged. And I promise you, as I'm always saying, I want you guys to be inspired by the guests here on The Day with Trey. I'm so inspired by Jude and Naira because they are two amazing people that are making sure that they're engaged and they're doing great work out here. And it's just a great thing to know that young folks are getting engaged like that and they're encouraging others to get engaged. So I'm just telling y'all, man, see yourself as a part of the solution. Clearly they have. Be inspired by it. Up next tomorrow, I'll be diving in again with Brian Callen and he's going to be telling us all about Seattle News, Views and Brews. And also my brother Elijah L. Lewis will be here. There's an amazing event that he is hosting that's happening on the 26th of this month. So we'll be diving in with him as well. You guys, of course, I appreciate all of you for watching today. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow until then at 11 a.m. Peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.